Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. But if you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. This episode is brought to you by Michigan Economic Development Corporation. In Michigan, you can have both a rewarding career and a quality lifestyle. With plentiful career opportunities in world-changing, innovating industries, from electric vehicles to clean energy to biotech. With room for advancement no matter where you are in your career. Plus, Michigan offers a welcoming, beautiful, affordable, and inclusive community for all. Live your best life. You can in Michigan. Visit themichiganlife.org. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, I am super fired up because um, our buddy Kevion is coming on the show. Shout out to Kevion. Thanks Let's so much go, for being man. here. So we got connected through our buddy Drama. I know you have Case Real Estate as well as the Project Mindset podcast. Yep. And it's funny because we got connected not too long ago, maybe six months ago, just like I said, through Drama. You spoke at the Young and Reckless yeah. Builder Empire oh, event. You're the DM king. You know what I mean? <laughs> for how, sure. how many people have you DM'd and reached out to, would you say? Dude, I, I literally tell people 10 people a day. Wow. Like for the last two, three three years 100 percent like wow every single day i, so I you, use the tactics that i used back then so you were sneaking in school <laughs> oh 100 percent. Right? yep <laughs> i think i got my phone taken away like senior year like 20 times and it, casey <laughs> you're like chill out i'm starting yeah, yeah. to move me here 100 percent. history but, lady yeah it's yeah. graduated last year but um for the people that don't know obviously i feel like kevion if you're in dramas group chat short story long world you've been on a lot of his shows and yeah, you obviously have your own content that you put out yeah. on social media. But if people, if this is their first time coming across Kevion, like what I want to bring them current. So what do you yeah. do? What is Case Real Estate? And yes, yeah, I just want to bring them back to Absolutely, where we're currently man. at. No, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for ditching school today and uh, <laughs> being here. Um, <laughs> that's crazy though. You're this. You're you're only six months older yep. than my son. Okay, that's amazing, dude. I'm proud Appreciate of you, man. It. I feel like an old man hanging out with you. <laughs> I feel like I should give you some like life lessons. Dude, that's what we're here to do today. <laughs> so, um, I'm the owner, founder of Case Real Estate Project Mindset. I've been in real estate for uh, 20 years. So, like I said on on the way up here, I'm a father first, above all. Like everything that I do uh, in my heart and my soul, I'm thinking about my kids. You know, and I really break down like my 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 title. It mm-hmm. starts with, with, with father. So I'm a father of four. My oldest son is 18. That's Elijah. That's the, that's the musician of our family. Uh-huh. And then you've got the, the, my 10-year-old son, Kaizen. Yep, right? he came that's, to the event. He came to the event. Rocks the shirt Dude, all the every, time. Every second I looked, he was talking to you or talking to P-Rod or talking to Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's going he's gonna to take over the game. For sure. Um, I have my creative genius seven-year-old daughter, Azella. And she's my, my little princess. She was my first daughter. And then my new baby, seven, seven Isabella, she's almost seven months old. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's first, first, man. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I am a real estate agent and life coach. So at the end of the day, everything that I do is based around helping people get from where they're at to where they want to go. 
So that might be helping somebody go from living with their parents to buying a condo. Mm -hmm. That might be from helping somebody sell an oceanfront home and selling that asset to moving out of the country or moving out of state. Um, Or it may not be real estate related at all. And I'm helping someone move from uh, an idea of business to the next level of business or helping somebody move into... Uh, uh, their dream relationship. Bottom line is I'm inspired to help people move to their ultimate uh, destiny, if you want to call it, in life. That's That's what I've been doing for two decades. Okay. So so how long have you been in real estate? Because I know um, I was joking about it recently on Instagram stories. I posted up the the property you listed for like $35 I was like, yo, if anyone's looking for a new spot, let me know. Because you've listed some of the most beautiful places along the coast. And I I want you to touch on that because I'm sure that that wasn't what you were doing when you first started in real estate, right? So, So like... How did you go from listing, you said selling in the hood, to now these $35 million properties? Yeah. I just want to bring people current to what you do before we get into everything because I just, we met, at, I, I believe, in a point of your life, right, where it's like you have so much story that yeah. we're obviously going to talk about today, but it's it's just super cool to see that where you are today based on what I've heard you talk about on Drama's podcast and much, much more. So just... Bring people to today, like you're listing these properties, like where did everything start in real estate specifically right. for people listening? Man, when I really think about where it started, it started from my dad, right? Like my dad's interest in buildings and architecture. Um, my dad was a hustler. He went to prison at a pretty early age for me. I think I was like mm, five or six or something. And... um you know, so so part of real estate is understanding how to sell. Yeah, and so uh, that is where I got that aspect of being able to sell. My dad was—I just have the vision of my dad of like looking at his pager, and then um, you've never seen a pager. A pager? I, I, I may have. I don't know. Pull up Google. Bro, Come on. Here's how a pager works. Just to get you an idea of of my era growing up, uh, the way a pager works. Is it's this thing about the size of a phone, okay. and it beeps, beep, 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 and the only thing it shows is a phone number. That's it. Then you have to go and find a payphone to call the per- the phone number on uh, that. That's what, that's that's the level of technology I grew up with, and that was bring advanced, it, bring bro. the pager back. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That'd be dope. <laughs> so the vision I have of just my pops of just like boom, pager always going off, and then he'd have to find the nearest payphone. That's a hustle. That's an energy that I was, like, raised with. Fortunately, he was selling the wrong things. Um, But secondly, we would always be stopping, and I would see my dad, like, admiring a building. And he'd be like, man, just look at, like, the way that that, that levels off. Or he'd be, uh, like, looking at the design on the side of a building. What the hell is this dude talking about? (laughs) And it's funny because one of my favorite things to do is – on Father's Day or my birthday, I always bring my kids downtown LA because I grew up with this view right here that we're looking yeah, yeah. at. Like I grew up on these streets. We lived literally three miles from really? here in East Los Angeles. Okay, so um, I think that kind of mix of my dad's sales knack and then um, the way he would study and look at at architecture. Then on top of that, you put skateboarding for whatever reason. Uh, skateboarding was my greatest teacher. It was all okay. I did for close to a decade. Wow. But for whatever reason, skaters and mid-century architecture 
go hand in hand. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's the way we end up looking at like edges and, and, and if you look at modern architecture, it yep. looks like if you were to take that modern home, shrink it down, put some metal edges on it or yeah, wax yeah. it up, you could skate that. Okay. You could skate that house. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I got into real estate when I was 18 because I was selling, I was kind of following my dad's footsteps and um, selling things that I shouldn't be selling. Mm-hmm. And so when my son was born was kind of the big wake up call. In the same week, I had a, a friend of ours that we grew up skateboarding with, um, OD. Mm. Um, I dropped out of school, dropped out of high school, 11th grade, and then I got the news that my uh, friend that I was hanging out with um, was pregnant. And I really had to make a decision. And it's like I saw this group of friends. I thought about my buddy who passed. And then I got this news that... I'm gonna be a father? What are you kidding me? Yeah, bro, I was younger than you. I was a year younger than you. 18 or yeah, I was 17 when I got you're the 17. News. Yeah. Wow, so you're 19 right now. Yeah, right? yeah. I picture two years ago. So you you still insane. be in picture like looking at your iPhone in history class and you see the words "I'm pregnant." It's the yeah. scariest yeah. thing you could possibly <clears throat> imagine. Um, and I really had to make a decision right there because I wasn't going to be like a deadbeat dad. Yeah. I knew I had to be there um, and I had to sell something um, better than what I was selling. Yeah. And my mom was uh, working at a real estate sales company. So she was working at a company that sold seminars to real estate agents and sold coaching programs to okay. real estate agents. Yeah, yeah. And I was my mom's script partner. So we lived in the hood, and her office was in Newport Beach. So we would have to, in order for for us to get from this area called La Puente, um, which is like kind of San Gabriel Valley, super ghetto, to get to Newport Beach, we would leave at 4.30 in the morning. She would drop us off in Chino at like 5 in the morning, and then she would drive to Newport Beach. From 4.30 to 5, my mom would be listening to Tony Robbins. My mom would be... Okay, um, tell me this script that you're not ready to buy the seminar yet. And I'd be like, okay, mom, I'm not ready to buy the seminar yet. And she'd be like, I understand that you're not ready to buy the seminar. And so, so you were like, you're reading the script yes, for her for years. Oh my lord! So that was 15 to 17. So yeah. fast forward, I get the news at 17, and I'm like, I'm not old enough to sell real estate yet. Why don't I go and get a job at this company my mom mm-hmm. works for? And I went to the sales manager. I was like, look, dude, I know these scripts like the back of my hand. Quiz me. <laughs> You've been reading them. And he's like, what about school? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done. He didn't ask me if I graduated, you know? So yeah. what would have been my senior year in high school, um, I started working full-time at this real estate training company. Okay. So you dropped out? Dropped out. Once you got the news... I, kid. I dropped out. I think I might have even... I was a mess, dude. Wow. I might have dropped out even before I got the news. Okay. Like, by the time I was in 11th grade when I got that news, you figure, I had already been to some 17 schools. Try to figure that out. From what, exactly? Like, 17 schools in LA area? Or Bro, even up to third grade, I think I'd have been through close to 10 schools. 
Like for what? what like for what this purpose? My pops. We were always on the move. On the move. We very rarely lived anywhere. That's crazy. For longer than six months, we were always on the move. I don't know if we were on the move <laughs> or on the run. Okay. But we were always moving. Yeah, yeah. And that's where a lot of my passion to create um, a sense of home comes from, because I didn't really have that growing up. But my mom would do her best to wherever we were moving, whether it was some random condo. Or, or random home that we were staying in with somebody. My parents were always split up with each other. My mom would do her best to create this sense of like, this is home. Mm-hmm. You know, we lived in a 600 square foot studio with my mom, my sister, my brother, um, all of us for, I don't know, a couple of years or something when my parents officially split up. Yep. And my mom made that little tiny place feel like, a castle yeah yeah. and i remember how that 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 felt you know so that makes sense i worked uh at this real estate training company for a few years i made my first 100k there i was like 19 years old really um i became the number one salesperson there by 2002 and then 2003 i officially got into the game to become a real estate agent so you were right when you turned like 19, you'd say? Somewhere no, 19, around like, somewhere I made around 100K, age. I remember. Um, I worked there till I was 20. Right when I turned, right before I turned 21, I left to get got into it. real estate. Got I, it. I lied. I didn't leave. I got fired from that company. Okay, okay. Yeah. The, the company your mom was working at? Yep. So, yeah, I, I want to bring people through the transition. So you've been in real estate now since, what, you said 2003 is the one you Officially got, got in as, um, as an agent. As an agent, okay. The studying the art of the game, like it. it, it I put aside skateboarding yeah, and yeah. DJing, and uh, most of the other things I was messing yeah. with. And I became a freaking fanatic about sales. Okay, not about social media. There was no social media. It wasn't yeah. about having followers. It wasn't about oh, let me develop a fucking personal brand. Yeah. No personal brand, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it was, how do I get really good at this craft? And for me growing up, like skateboarding was my first craft. I love that craft. Then it became DJing. When I started working at this company, this new craft was how to turn a no into a yes. And when I caught that bug, dude, (laughs) and I first experienced somebody telling me, listen, I am not interested Right, it was some real estate agent. I remember when I made my first sale above ten grand. It was like yeah. a coaching program. He's like, "Look, I'm not interested in this." And I read this script. I understand that you're not interested. Now tell me, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And it carried the conversation through somewhere else. And then five minutes later, I was like, "And I think you're beginning to see that this is the route you need to go." So, do you want to use your Visa, Mastercard, or American Express? And he said, Visa. I'm like, oh my God. Really? I was like, that rush yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, became my new craft. Okay. Yeah. So, so number one, we, I just want to bring this up. We met through drama with skateboarding, yeah. how that you guys got connected in that world back then? Or what, it had a major, that? major part of okay. it. Yeah. I want, I want to bring some context because obviously, well, like if, it wasn't for we know ska- drama. if it wasn't for skateboarding, right? I never would have met Jonas Bavacqua. Okay. So if I Jonas Bavacqua was my best friend. He was the founder of LRG Clothing. Yep. And my friendship with Jonas, which started in the late '90s, um, got me connected with all this this whole other world of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of streetwear. I was always into streetwear and fashion or whatever. 
Um, but my involvement with Jonas, he really hired me as the life coach and the team okay. coach for the brand, which means I'm at the Agenda Trade Show, which means I'm moving and shaking, whatever, magic trade yeah, show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my my group really became, you know, the homies from Diamond, the homies from Black Scale, yeah. from wherever. So that know? whole streetwear culture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, because I mean... I think the, one of the biggest things I want to point out is like when you talk about, and I, we've talked about this before, like your, your 10 minute Monday, you talk a lot about mindset and project mindset. Yeah. And that's not obviously something that you're putting a lot of work and effort into. What is project mindset? And I, I want to also go over because I listened, I think it was on your page recently, you're talking about how you view 25 to 50 properties a day. And yeah. like I, I was trying to do the math of like timing and like yeah. your daily schedule, and that really intrigued me. And I, I want to bring some context to like how you currently live your life. Yeah. Because I think coming from where you come from, coming from where you have a kid at 17, like I can't even fathom that. Mm-hmm. And then now being able to take that situation and build it and grow it and scale it to right. where you are today. Like how are you currently living with a family and four kids and doing properties and social media? Like, <laughs> like what's, your, no like, what's your daily routine? I want to I wanna yeah. go into that right now because that really – interests me and you always talk about it and it's something that i'm always like how can i hustle like heavy on like he's, he's doing 50 properties a day You're like, doing fucking like great, what, what do i gotta all, do <laughs> I, I, was, I was really like i was really concerned uh only because i haven't been doing as much podcasts or interviews okay. with people specifically for this question of i don't have that much time man my first focus is my family and god yeah my second focus is real estate my third focus is speaking, podcasts, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. For six months last year, uh, Project Mindset and all this stuff kind of became my number one. I totally blame Drama for that okay. because of how much he freaking got on my case. Of, <laughs> Put out more content. Put out more content. And he told a million people to get on my case. The amount of people who told me to stop being stingy with my time of creating this free content that helps people yeah. is insane. <laughs> and I listened to it, and I created all this content, uh, and I really do love doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality of it is uh, <laughs> my number one focus is not creating free content for yeah. people to be inspired. Um, my number one focus is my family and my wife. And my second focus is owning and mastering the real estate game yeah my third focus is this stuff that i'm i'm doing right here right now yeah but i i I gotta say that i was a little concerned uh i was like okay (laughs) he's like he's 18 you know what i mean is this gonna be the one of those things where i'm in the middle of it i'm like man i gotta give you props dude you're really good appreciate it appreciate it it, uh how do so your question is how do I balance this? Yeah, stuff? like like balancing where you are now because I I like to keep the podcast like current. Obviously, get into the story, but for yeah. people listening, what's I want to give them something tangible that they can walk away with. Mm-hmm. And I think with something with for you something that, and I want you to give me the exact numbers where you're viewing X amount of properties a day, yeah. selling X amount of houses a year. Like, so here's like the you're idea. very I'm sure meticulous on where you spend your time. So here's like the basic day. Right, in terms of work before I get home with my family. Because yeah. here's the other thing. All the stuff that I do, I do my best to actually shut this thing off by 5.36. Okay. I love getting home and, and hanging out and, and messing around with my kids. Too. Yeah. And if you give yourself all day long to do something, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take all day long to yeah. get it done. you got to be able to turn this thing off. I have a new rule, which I leave both my phones in the car when I get home. Right? I can't do shit without my phones, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
and <laughs> it's difficult. It's a new discipline I've been doing because I want to be more more present with my kids. Yep. So point being, from the time I wake up, I got till five thirty six. You know, after a couple hours and dinner and all that stuff, I go back and I look at the phone and I look at what I'm, you know, important things yeah, yeah. I need to get done. But um, basic day, man. I get up 4.40 because I have a call every single day at 4.47. I do my In quote. the morning? Yeah. I do my quote of the day call. I do that call because I need accountability. Yep. Without accountability, I'm going to be a freaking slime ball. Okay. I'm not going to go super hard in the I'm not David Goggins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that dude has gnarly self-discipline. Yeah. I, that's awesome. And and maybe he has some extra things of accountability that work for him. I don't know. Um, he's got a great book, by the way. Somebody gave it to me for my mm. birthday. I haven't read it. What's a good book? Okay. I'll check it out. I forgot what it's called, but his he's a beast. Book, he's, he's a beast. beast bro. <laughs> yep. Right? So I, I've learned I need to create that accountability. Boom. Phone goes off, 447. If I don't pick it up, I owe the person calling me 100 bucks. If they don't call me, they owe me 100 really? Wait, is it like someone on your team? I switch the person every two weeks. Like it could be someone on your team? It could team. be you, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah. And they we're freed up in like three weeks. Okay. Right? So I always, <laughs> Put me on the list. Put me on the list. Put me on the list, dude. But that's no fair. You're in a different time zone. Uh, I'm in Arizona. Are you? It's the okay, same. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, cool. We'll do it. <laughs> Boom. Uh, 447 it goes off I do the call it's a 5 minute call from 5 to 630 is I'm in I'm I'm in a freaking battle right Uh, I'm in a battle of either a 5k a 7 mile bike ride you know the push ups blah 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 it's plain and simple I do a 90 minute practice for my mind body and soul okay that is crucial um some days, you know, I'm up till midnight at the fair with my kids, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So in in the in the times where something was off, I still will at least run a 5k. Okay. Like today, still got a 5k. Okay, right. Um, so boom, that's all done by seven. You know, six forty-five, seven. I get ready, breakfast with the kids around seven. 30-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in the car. I'm at the office at 8. I do a team meeting with my immediate crew, 8 to 8.30. We talk numbers. We talk wins. We talk appointments. We talk marketing. Mm-hmm. 9 o'clock to 11.30 is all about uh, one of my favorite things to do, which is prospect, connect. It's uh, The word prospecting came yeah. from gold miners, right? It's, it's Some people call it farming, um, but it is a practice of looking for business. So I do that on the phone. Um, by 11.30 every single day, I've spoken to anywhere from 10 people to 30 people. Okay. It could be a mix of my, my friends. It could be a mix of past clients. Or it could just be straight up cold calls in a certain okay. area. I'm looking at impact. Got it. Got it. 11.30 to 1.30, I'm usually out previewing new properties that are on the market. There's something called uh, broker preview day. So Mm -hmm. different cities. Tuesday, it's L.A., Silver Lake, Hollywood Hills. Wednesday, it's Laguna Beach and Irvine. Thursday, it's Newport Coast and Corona Del Mar. Friday is Costa Mesa and Newport Beach and Huntington Beach. So 11.30 to 1.30, I'm observing all the new. You're out. I'm out. I'm out out with the crew. I'm observing new property. Got it. From 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock, it's one of two things. It um, It is either I'm on appointments or I'm doing the hunt. Right, and if I'm on an appointment, that means I'm sitting down with the seller, yeah, yeah. or I'm showing a buyer. When I'm on the hunt, that means I'm hitting anywhere from thirty to fifty properties 
Yeah. Like per day. Per day, yeah. So like a thousand properties a month. Yeah. I've knocked on a thousand doors a month from 2012 to 2015. So 50 doors a day, thousand doors a month. Yeah. So what would you say like in your business, what does, I would say like, for example, I want to bring up this property that you, you've listed and you've talked about for $35 million. Yeah. Like, Back to the original question, like how how does someone if someone's listening and they they want to get into the real estate world, like right. how would you say your journey has gone from selling in the hood to now getting these properties? Like what makes it different for different real estate brokers? Like what makes this person like yourself being able to list these massive properties for thirty five yeah. million dollars different from someone that's doing stuff in the hood or whatever? Like what is the separating factor that separates those type of real estate brokers and agents? Can you sell? I can sell anything. Okay. You know, so can you sell? And I think that's the reason why there's an 85% failure rate in real estate. You can't sell. Yeah. yeah. If you can sell, if you can sell shoes effectively, you can sell real estate effectively. You know, and I think people are getting into real estate with no sales experience. You mean to tell me that the first thing you're going to do in sales is sell the largest, most important transaction in someone's life, and you don't even understand the basics of what does selling mean? Selling means, number one, get in rapport. Number two, present. Number three, handle objections. You know, number number four, close. There's a process of selling. Um, If you haven't really practiced that, Oh man, good luck. Got it. So I think first and foremost, it's can you sell? Do you have game? You know, have you studied what selling actually is? Do you know the process of it? And if you do, going from three hundred thousand to thirty-five million, which is what I did, is really just the process of covering a zero. Got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Well, what I mean by that is, is nothing different. But it is something different yeah, up yeah, here. Yeah. So whatever you have to do to trick your mind up here, that it is the same thing. Um, I didn't go from three hundred to thirty. I went from three hundred to doing my first million dollar sale in two thousand nine. Yeah. It was I felt like such a big deal. From two thousand nine, I didn't do any other million dollar sales all the way until two thousand twelve. Okay. Um, and then I sold my homie Nick Diamond a crib for like two and a half. Okay. Oh my. God, when I made that sale, I thought it was the craziest thing of all time. I list homes from two and a half to five mil for what feels like every day. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but when I did that first one in 2012, that was such a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and when I look back, it's like, did I have to wait that long? No. Nope. I'm coaching my team to not have to wait that long. Okay. I'm coaching agents in their first year to list five, six million dollar homes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, so how big, with your team now, like... Give us, because I, I feel like when I'm speak, talking to you, like you're so accountable for yourself. Like, how do you bring that accountability to your team and to to your kids and to your family, yeah. which is obviously like the most important aspect of your yeah. life? Like, how does accountability go from business to your team to just like getting things done to your yeah. family? Like, how do you stay accountable in all areas of your life and make your team also hold themselves accountable? Yeah, man, that's a great question. This guy's really impressed me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say. Starting off, it's relationships. It, it, that's the found. That's the first one that I yeah. wrote down that I want to leave people with. Because let's say you hire a coach to hold you accountable, yep. or you hire a personal trainer to hold you accountable, and you don't feel like that personal trainer actually gives a shit about you. Are yep. you going to want to be accountable to that person? Not at all. No, not at all. So I feel like the the foundation for me with coaching my squad is the relationship. 
I have a relationship with these guys. I'm not. If you just want accountability, there's probably an app for that. Yeah, yeah. Right. But if you want real, real coaching that causes you to break through, if you study any of the greatest coaches in the world, you'll see they had a real relationship with their players. So for me, when when somebody comes into the squad, like they know, yeah, <laughs> I've got their back. I am committed that they live and experience this game at the highest level possible. So the first thing is is, is do we have a relationship? Do we have respect? Do I care about you? Do you care about me? Or do I know what your goals are? Yeah. And if I know what your goals are, then we should be able to take your goals and break them down into a series of habits, actual habits that we can calculate. My job then is to monitor the, those habits and talk numbers. Okay. So every single day, we're talking numbers. You know, it's not some rah, rah, rah show all the time. Yeah. It's, okay, so how many doors did you knock yesterday? How'd you do? And I'm owning up to the game with them. Yeah. Here's what I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of reporting our, our numbers. Okay. Because you don't want to mistake movement with achievement and progress, right? How do you do that? Because we all feel busy. Yep. When I look at the numbers and I can look at how many calls you made, how many appointments you went on, yep. how many doors you knocked, well, now that gives me some kind of meat to figure out where do you need to fine tune? You know, you're, you're missing it here. You're missing it here. I did a meeting with these two new dudes who joined my team recently, and uh, great agents. They, they're definitely going to be game changers in the Newport Beach market. And they're like, you know, Kev, we've been working really hard. We've been grinding. We've been knocking doors. Da, da, da. And so I was like, so tell me about the doors and tell me about your prospecting. Mm-hmm. And they're hitting all the prospecting numbers. I was like, huh, how many appointments have you gone on uh, in the second quarter? And they're uh, looking at, we went on four oh shit four appointments and so what'd you get out of that like well we got one listing okay so you have a 25 percent appointment to close ratio that's not that bad what is bad is the fact that you're only getting in front of a seller once every 21 days yeah why why is that and they're like man we never thought about that why it is is that their focus is on doors and prospecting not on appointments Mm. You can't cash in contacts <laughs> and door knocking numbers at the bank. Yeah, yeah. When you go on appointments, that's an op- that's called an up to bat. Yeah. They were off on their up to bats. I was like, so what we need to shift is we need to shift your up to bats. There's no reason why you guys shouldn't be going on three up to bats a week. I was like, think about it like this, because I only did one deal in the second quarter, right? Okay. If you went on three up to bats a week, which these two dudes are, are killers. It's just their focus wasn't on that. Let's say you guys did. They're sharp. They, they have a track record. They've created results. If you guys went on three appointments a week in the second quarter, you would have gone on 36 appointments. If you went on 36 appointments and you still kept that kind of crappy 25%. close ratio, that's nine deals instead of your one. Yeah. How would that have been? Times an average of a million dollar sales price, right? That's nine million bucks. Yeah. That's 250K in commissions. Yeah. They're like, damn, light bulb, right? So that's what I do as a high-level coach with my players is I know their goals. I care about them. I know the habits and the disciplines they need to do to reach their goals. And then it's not hard to call them out on what's off. Yeah, yeah. It was very easy to <clears throat> it's see trackable. that they're, they're on point with their prospecting. They're off track with their appointments. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And this is something – is it something you do daily with your team? Daily. Or, okay. Daily with my like, daily with. Do you my think team? that's what has separated – 
you from like where you were three years ago to today? Like, has that carried out, or have yeah. you gotten more disciplined in that area of like team accountability on a daily so it, basis? It has shifted because I have two teams, right? I have my Case Real Estate Company, yep, and then I have Kevin Start Event Team. Kevin Start Event Team is every single day. Case Got Real it. Estate Company is just on Mondays. Okay. But back in the day, the whole company was essentially Kevin Sturdivant team. I just didn't call it that. Yeah, I called it Case Real Estate, right? Um, and so back in the day, starting starting the whole launch of the brand, they had daily accountability. Okay, like if you showed up at at the we had a team meeting every single day at eight o'clock. If you walked in those doors at eight o eight, three uh, eight minutes late, we gave a five minute window. And you walked in those doors at 808, you had to buy everybody lunch. If you know showed really? you had to buy everybody lunch. Oof. Yeah. Okay. And that accountability for my company is because people have become top producers, yeah. is not as crazy as it used to be. Okay. Right? Got it. So I'm trying to figure that out. I'm like, well, how do I create that again for the rest of the brand? Yeah. You know? I, I wanna kind of change the subject. So like who would you say, like, in your life has been a mentor to you outside of, like, where you learned sales and, yeah. like, obtained that knowledge? Because I think why people are listening today is, like, they want to maybe pick something up that they haven't heard before or hear something that could maybe inspire them to actually go execute. Mm-hmm. So, like, for you, like, what was – was there a spark or a person or um, maybe a book in your life that, like, really set you on this next journey, you'd say? Or, like, yeah. what, overall, like, what were, what were some of the mentors and resources you utilized just throughout your journey? Man, really the first influence of like, let's come up. Yeah, let's yeah. get that paper, dude. Honestly, it was hip hop. Like, okay. music. Yeah. Like, the, the music I grew up listening to was my first inspiration of, dude, this is about coming up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if you break down sure. any bit of, of music growing up, and like, for me, the golden era of hip hop, like, this is about getting your paper yeah yeah. you know what i mean (laughs) so i would say my first mentor was like nas okay you know um but then who was the first mentor that really kind of took me under their wing and spent real time with me it was thatch uh thatch nguyen okay thatch nguyen in my opinion is is one of the greatest examples of how to run your how to elevate from the real estate agent role because he sells uh, you know, 50 regular listings a year. He flips another 15, 20 properties a year. He develops another 10, however many properties a year. He's building buildings. Yeah. Um, he has a small, tight-knit team, so he's, he's able to keep his profit really high. And then most of all, he has insane passive income, like crazy yeah. passive income that he's built over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, no, 20 years. Um, his monthly income from the... Uh, positive cash flow that comes in on top of people paying his mortgages is six figures. It's like right at 100K. Yeah. So think about that. Yeah. The money that comes into his mailbox after the mortgages are paid on all these properties is over a million bucks a year. Yeah. Um, the way that he's doing it is, in my opinion, uh, one of the coolest ways okay. I've, I've seen. And he's spent personal time with me since I was 17, 18. That's dope. Yeah. That's sick. So I, I want to. So how would you say with like this whole 
social media world nowadays with you building a brand and like you spoke at our event how has that impacted your business just from a social media perspective i know that we, we were joking in the dms i was like yo if, if i get someone hitting me up on my instagram stories do i get a commission yeah like, hell yeah like have Absolutely. you have you seen those things happen on yeah. social or like how, how are you utilizing social media for your business because i'm sure if someone's listening and they're in real estate they're listening through social media they're on social media so i'd love for you to just give some advice and some stories of how you've seen social become a vehicle for your business because obviously it's it's something that I grew up with right yeah. and now I'm I feel like a lot of people listening on Rise of the Young they're like 18 to 25 and right. they're in this new age of comedy of like all right how can we maximize social media but it was different for you you had to probably grow into it and utilize it for your previous business so right. what would you say has been that I say don't try so hard you know and keep it authentic to uh, to to you to you Right. And don't don't trip so hard on like followers or whatever. Like that wasn't something I ever tripped on. Yeah. And I've had people say, man, I'm like literally leave comments like, dude, how come you don't have a hundred and not not dissing, but like, yeah. man, your stuff's so good. Why don't you have one hundred and twenty five thousand followers? And it was like, homie, first of all, if you go <laughs> and you look at a lot of the real estate people who have one hundred and twenty five thousand followers or whatever, why don't you just go and look in the comments and see how many of their people who are leaving comments their fucking handles end with nine five zero 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 and there's some dude in some other country that it's a fake account i'm not you know i would say the majority of people in my industry the real estate industry yeah. who have crazy amount of followers they bought them right like i don't want to do that yeah and so um nothing against anybody who sees that as being the right way to go about it because it shows the perception of something yeah. you're doing I just say don't trip on it so hard. Like put out content that you're inspired about that feels right and feels true to you and put your focus first on how is this going to provide value for other people without any expectation back yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. You know, that's all I've really done. Um, and and I go back and forth between honestly like is this really benefiting my business or is this distracting yeah. my business? You know, um, I don't know. I haven't figured it all okay. out yet. And is it something you're just still testing with, you'd say? No, I'm not testing Like, you don't it. get deals off social? I do. Okay. So yeah, so not an immense amount of deals. Okay. Um, but I will say that social is, like, the number one way. Instagram has been the number one way of getting the word out about our brand. Okay. And I'm sure I could do it at a way higher level, too. Yeah. You know, but it's really just KP and I. Yep. I do 95% of my personal posts. KP creates the visual content behind it. Yep. Um, so when you figure, okay, I got to mix in writing these captions and blah, 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 <laughs> mixed yeah, with yeah. raising my four kids, mixed with having a 20-person team, mixed with doing $100 million a year in real estate, yeah. I should probably find a way to delegate some of that work. <laughs> For sure. I just... I'm a bit particular about what I share on there, yep. and I feel like I share it from a very like genuine. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So and I, I want to keep it that way. Yeah, and I don't yeah. give a shit if I never have a hundred thousand followers. Like, shout out to the thirty-five k who yeah. are writing with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, yep, for sure. I got like two more questions. So, going back to relationships, which is something that like I would say just from your story has been really important with. Whether that's your skateboarding days or mm -hmm. now the the industries you're in, knocking on the doors, talking to the people, building relationships with your team. If someone is, I would say, struggling with any sort of relationship in their life, family, business, just maybe it's your siblings. Like, yeah, what do you think creates and nurtures a good relationship based on your experience? Time. 
you know, my buddy Richard Mulder is a great example of this. He's the one who who I first heard him say this this quote, and he said, "Love, which at the end of the day, love is the foundation of any relationship." Yeah, right. That is what makes people connect, whether two homies or you know, guy and a girl, whatever. Is love? It's a sincere caring for someone else unconditionally. Love. This is what Richard said, and I've seen it other places. Is that it's spelled T I M E, right? When you're spending real time with somebody, that shows you care. When I yep. spend time creating this content right here, I don't have something to sell. 97, if not higher percent of the people that follow me on Insta are never going to do a real estate transaction with me. Yeah, I'm doing this from a place of love. When I speak somewhere, I don't have some program I need people to buy into. Yeah, You know what I mean? I'm speaking for one reason, because I love, because I care, and because I want to I want to make a profound impact in someone else's life expecting zero back. Yeah. Even if that person does something to me, like I've had people leave my team um, and then for whatever reason go and talk shit on me. Mm. This is the weirdest yeah. feeling. Well, I'm like – Really, dude? You used to clean pools, and now you're pushing a dope car, you're living in a dope city, you're making yep. money. What's the deal with you hating hating me? And you have a tattoo of my logo. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that person who is publicly like hated on me, and we all understand why, yeah, right? Yeah. They're jealous or whatever it is. Point being, if they came back to me and be like, Kev, you know, I know I was talking shit on you on Insta, bro, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of going through something, da 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 I'd be like, dog four o'clock you know what i mean like i got you yeah that's who i am all day long you know whether you need to buy a house whether you're whatever if we're spending time t-i-m-e it's because i love and i care about you Mm -hmm. period you know so i think that's the main thing that um might be lacking in in some of like today's younger culture is it's so much about getting something Mm -hmm. likes yeah followers your program whatever it is i get it you know there's there's something to try and get but you gotta remember you what you get the foundation of it is what you give Mm -hmm. so you know whatever it is that you're really looking to receive back from the world put your focus first on giving that that makes sense Uh, last thing to wrap it up so like project mindset where you're spending time with content. Like, where can people go to learn more about what you do? If, if they have a house they're trying to buy, where can they hit you up? Like, I, I want to make sure people actually get involved yeah. with Thank you, the man. time you're spending as your third focus on social because yeah. that's obviously Drums how we connected. Got bills, man. <laughs> for yeah. sure. For, no, but like, where can people, where would you say, like, is the most important thing you want people to follow you on? Is it the Instagram? Is it the podcast? Like, where should people My go to learn more about you? My Insta is where I'm the most active. Yep. That's for sure. I don't use any of the other other apps. I mean, Facebook, that's like my random aunt okay. and uncles. Okay. You know, but Same. Insta is what I'm, what I'm on okay. all day long at Kevion. And then our podcast is everywhere where podcasts can be found. Um, iTunes. You know, SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, that's at Project Mindset. But we're always posting the podcast through, obviously, Insta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for man. sure. Yeah. And then we're working on just doing more events. Uh, this is a major passion of mine. You know, it's just it, it when you run a big business and when you have a family, like, you have to be able to prioritize what's important. Yep. And that goes back to how do I balance everything from the company to, um, you know the family to the side projects 
I just do things that um, are really important to me where I, where I feel that they're my skill set. Yep. I think that's something that's very important for younger people to figure out because when you're starting something and you're an entrepreneur, there's so many different hats to wear. As soon as you can, young entrepreneurs out there, figure out that thing that you really shine at and partner with people who are good at the other things. It takes 300 – there's 300 steps to getting a real estate transaction closed. I'm really good at three of those. Okay. Truly. I'm really good at three. three. I am horrible at the other 297. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tell that to sellers when I sit down with them. Listen, as you know, there's about 300 things to get done here. I am really good at three of them. Marketing your property, uh, negotiating us into escrow, and really being aware of the pitfalls for us. The other 297, Andy and Francis, are going to knock those things out of the park. They are the specialists at those things. And they respect that. Got it. So figure out what your gift is, that thing that really makes you shine. Don't try to do every single thing. In the beginning, you have to. But as soon as you have enough money, hire the right people that are good at those other things. And remember, your, your, your gift is the thing that you do the best with the least amount of effort. Got it. Well, yeah. Kevian, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Come on. You are the man. Dude, appreciate you. <laughs> for I wanna, sure. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, because you're now 19 years old, yep. right? What do you think, uh, first of all, why do you do this? I mean, I would say from a transparent purpose, I think one of my focuses as someone that's been on social media for three years and I've understood how to leverage the platform, like this conversation, right? We got the camera, we got the podcast, yeah. we got the whatever, wherever it's going to go. It's a vehicle for me to sit down with powerful people and connect with people who I believe I can genuinely build with and have a long-term relationship with wherever we can figure out the value. But for me, from 16 years old to now, it's been about relationships. One of my mentors, he was, he was says, he always said the five people in your life, right? They will either become you or you become them. Yeah. So what, what are the five people you're going to surround yourself with? And for me, at 16, I, I come from a small town in Virginia where my two brothers, they still work a normal job, and my parents, they've been working in the normal jobs for years. And for me, I understood the people they were around, they weren't influencing mm. them in a positive light. So for me, the main thing that's allowed me to build relationships is obviously social media, but the podcast gives me this this vehicle to have more genuine conversations. Yeah. And it's time, you know? It's If we say what's up on the side of the road, we talk for two minutes, it's way different than sitting down for an right. hour and a half with a microphone between us and calling it a podcast. Yeah. So for me, every single person that I've interviewed, over 120 people now, we genuinely have had conversations. Yeah. And I think that's what separates, like you said, a relationship that is subpar between somewhere where you can actually build with someone quickly. So I would say from the podcast and why I do this, relationships and where I know they can be for me within five years because at the end of the day I know I'm young and people are little that are listening they're young but it's time if I can get yeah. you as a relationship when I'm 19 right when I'm 25 like we have years under yeah, our belt of bro. knowing each other and I know that's valuable yeah. based on what I've read and the, the mentors that have been in my life that's awesome man but good yeah. for you dude yeah, good yeah. for you and the last thing I wanted to ask you is like what's what's your advice because you really shifted when you were what six? How old were you when you're 15. like, damn, I'm gonna do this? Fifteen. So I I got injured playing football. I was in a neck. Okay. I was in a neck brace for six months. Wow. I was um 
diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage. And it was during this process of I go to the doctor one day and I'm thinking I'll be good on Friday. Yeah. They tell me you can never play football again. Wow. You could have been paralyzed and just find something else you want to do because sports and that's like, it. physical activity, that sort of stuff. Yeah probably shouldn't lean in that direction anymore because okay. I, I love snowboarding and I, I still do it I can but I still get these neck pains okay. and it'll always be there wow. but when I was 15 it was during that time period of six months where I couldn't physically move like me walking downstairs and taking a shower was like the hardest Damn. task for me but for me being on social media and reading a book that was where I really plugged into yeah. where like these these tasks and, and learning and just absorbing all this content from people like Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant right. Cardone, like learning sales and social media and marketing and branding. Like that was a six month period where I just like involved myself so deeply because that's all I physically could do. Wow. And it just set the tone mentally for me. Like, all right, I need to just dive into this road, commit and put everything else to the side. And that's when I was 15 going on wow. 16 is really, really when I committed to just this whole social media world in a sense. Did you think that it would grow to what it is now? You know, I, you I think ask, you ever have somebody ask a question of, did you think it would? And to me, I'm hell like, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think yes. Like I remember like just simple things, right? When I was 15, I was like, I'll move out to the West Coast right when I graduated high school. And like, that was a goal of mine. I didn't right. know how or when or why. And I, I when I, I think for me at 16, I didn't need to know those things. Yeah. I needed to know what I'm doing today. What am I doing tomorrow? How am I getting closer? Like, how am I getting a step forward than I were yesterday, right? right. Whether that's a new connection, a new relationship, a new whatever, a new task. And for me, it was, like I said, from the early ages, all about people. Because I was like, all right, the people in my life are not influencing me. They're not helping me make more money. They're not giving me opportunities. They're selling drugs. They're going to parties. And they're just doing their thing. Right. And for me, I was like, all right. like the, One of the first books I read, um, the what was it? Oh, I can't think of it. It's literally my favorite book. Um, Think and Grow Rich, number one. Yep. And How to Influence, influence okay. People. That's the one I was talking about. Such a good book. I've, I wanted to take those philosophies and use them on social media when it comes to being genuinely interested in other people. That's so uh, good. Smiling, saying their name, and just like actually caring. Right. Like you said, from the root of relationships. I cared about who I wanted to add into my life and... For me, that came down to figuring out how I can be valuable. So that's building an audience and gaining this young millennial squad and following. I knew that if someone like yourself wants to share a message or whoever it is, drama, me building this audience really based around self-education and doing things differently, it could be valuable to other people. And that was one of the goals. But at the end of the day, I had these goals and I knew they would happen, but I didn't know why or really how. It just came down to what I'm doing today. That's awesome, dude. So, yeah. Keep killing it, man. Proud of you, dude. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Keep it up, brother. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Monarch Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. Plus.